Longevity in this business is really about putting your blinders on, worry about yourself, you know what you're doing, you learn it the right way, stick to it, right? Because everyone around you, they're gonna come up, they're gonna fall. They're gonna come up, they're gonna fall. Be a student of the game and worry about yourself and you'll have longevity in this business. Are you ready to revolutionize your credit repair business? Welcome to Credit Repair Junkies, the ultimate podcast for credit repair entrepreneurs. I'm your host, Bruce Palatano, seven-figure serial entrepreneur and author. Each week, we'll dive deep into battle-tested strategies, uncover the latest industry breakthroughs, and reveal insider tips that will put your business light years ahead of the competition. If you're ready to grow your credit repair business, head to creditrepairjunkies.com forward slash go to watch my free training. Welcome everyone to another episode of the Credit Junkies podcast. Today, my guest is Edgar Cruz from New Leaf Financial, and we're just going to have an awesome conversation today about his journey into the credit repair industry, what it's been like, and uh, you know, we'll, we'll see what kind of conversations we have here today. Edgar, thank you for joining me. The pleasure is all mine, Bruce. Awesome, brother. So tell me a little bit, how long have you been in the credit repair space? So I've been in, well, so I've been in the credit industry since 2015. But I really didn't transition into doing credit repair until 2021. That's really when I took on my first client, when I sent my first round of disputes, and I was just there freaking out, waiting to see if I did everything right. Yeah. Because, oh, man, there's nothing like sending that first round of disputes, man. You're right. You're right. That's awesome. And so you kind of dibbled into it around 2015, and then 2021, uh -huh. years ago, you're like, all right, I'm going I'm to do this thing. Um, what were you doing before? Before I was a retail associate manager at T-Mobile. So I managed a team of 10 people into getting better sales, uh, reaching their quotas and doing that. But honestly, man, like I, man, it wasn't fulfilling. It, it really just wasn't fulfilling. Like the money was good. The hours were good. The paid time off was good. Like it checked every mark that anybody would want in a job. Yeah. But for me, I always felt like, this is what I thought about. I know it's terrible, but I felt like I was an hamster in like a little box because you're stuck in you're stuck in like a small store. So I felt like a hamster because I wasn't necessarily selling. So I'm managing. So all I'm doing is this circle, 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 and it just wasn't for me anymore, man. So that's what really made me pull the trigger, man. Yeah, awesome, man. And so when did you leave that job? I actually left that job five months ago. Really? Five, yeah, five months ago, it was it was when I really started like picking up some traction. It was when I felt confident in like having all my like that I had all my systems in place. I was already like coming off of a few clients that had gotten results, and I walked into work one day and I I couldn't do it. Like it was something that was always like in the back of my head, and I would always like have these thoughts like, no, today's the day I quit. Today's the day I quit, and I would text my girlfriend and I would be like. Like, babe, I think today's the day I'm going to do it. And she would always, like, you know, bring me back. She would always be like, hey, look, I don't think it's the right time. I don't think it is. And, you know, I think you should wait a little bit longer, you know, put all that money into the business. And then one day, for, for some reason, she just told me, do it. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, I was like, well, I, I guess I have nothing. Like, before I would be like, well, That's you know, I'm going down. Yeah. I literally told my boss that day, I was like, I can't do this anymore and I'm out. And she asked me, she was like, are you giving me your two week notice? And I was like, I'm sorry, this is my right now. Like I'm leaving this job right now and I'm never coming back. Wow. And ever since then, I just been a full time uh, credit after entrepreneur. Months ago. Five months ago. 
Yep. Nice, man. Congratulations, by the way. Congratulations. A lot of people, they they just keep putting it off. They, they're they ready. Like their business is like, I need you. I need you so I can grow. Come. Uh-huh. And they're like, no, no. Like there's sometimes it's fear. Sometimes it's just lack of confidence. Right. And sometimes mm-hmm. it's just it's not the right time. And I feel like that's what it was for you. Like once you felt like the time was right and it really was right, then you made that decision. Honestly, when I look back at it, I don't even think back then I thought the time was right. I just, I was just so sick and tired of being sick and tired, man. Yeah. That at that point I was like, like there's the chains of the nine to five of a job. Yeah. It's, it's just so crazy. But then it's funny. I left the nine to five, but then new challenges come around when you don't have a job. Yeah. It's like, I'm so used to like, I was so used to the structure of like, this is where you, you know you come into work at this time and you leave at this time, and this is what you're what's expected of you throughout those whole hours. And then when I became an entrepreneur, like a full time entrepreneur, the first thing you notice obviously is well, there's no paycheck coming in on Fridays. Yeah. Yeah. The second thing you notice is that nobody gives a damn if you don't do anything. Mm-hmm. I can sit in my house not do a damn thing, and nobody cares. The universe will continue to yeah. go without you, and like that was like the really like the little switch that went in my head, I was like, wow, like I really have to go out there and, and I guess fish for my own food. Yeah. Yeah. And the, you know, it, there's pros and cons, right. To become your own boss and, and deciding your own paychecks. Right. Yeah. Uh, one of the causes is exactly that. Like you need to be a, a self-starter. You need to be motivated. Oh. Um, mm-hmm. and I'll tell you man, there's nothing like having your back against the wall to motivate you. Right. Like if you know, man, a week from now, rent is due. I'm $800 short. You're going to find a way to make those $800. Where's the next client? Who else can I help? You're going to find a way and you're going to work so hard and you're going to make it happen. Right. And then eventually the, oh, I got a week to make $800 because man, I got a week to make $2,000 and you find a way to make it happen. You know, Um, there's a saying, right? Like if I give you um, three days to accomplish a task, you'll do it in three days. If I give you three hours to accomplish that same task, guess what? You're going to do it in three three hours hours. because you'll find a way, right? Uh That's crazy. So let me ask you this. Um, You're working at T-Mobile, managing the store, all these people kind of dibbling into credit. What made, you know, you're tired of the rat race, right? You're a hamster in a hamster wheel, just running around and getting nowhere. It's a dead end, nine to five jobs, Mm -hmm. right? What made you want to start a credit repair business specifically? Why not something else? Why not, you know, um, mobile car wash or marketing agency (laughs) or, you know, why a credit repair... Uh, company specifically? I was in the credit space since 2015. I opened up my first credit card. I did a bunch of things. And I would always post in my stories about like the free travel or like the cash back or like the big lines of credit. And people would always contact me like, hey, how do you do this? And I would, you know, hop on a consultation and I'll let them know this is how you do it. The dilemma was always, oh, I have bad credit. I can't do this. And originally I was like, okay, like, I talked a lot about credit, so a lot of people who were in the credit repair space would contact me and they'll be like, hey, send us your clients, we'll give you a referral, and then, you know, once they're done, they come back to me and I'll do what I have to do, whether it be like more consultations or or that. What I realized immediately was I would send them my clients and they wouldn't contact them or they wouldn't get the results. And at the end of the day, it made me look bad. So for me, like my reputation has always been key because I have this Warren Buffett quote that was like, reputation takes a lifetime to build, but it takes one second to lose it. Yes. So for me, like I've always moved slowly. 
right? I've always moved slowly. So whenever I would refer a client, it would be one, two, maybe three clients just to dip my toes and how the yeah. person do it and they wouldn't get results. So it would make me look bad. Yeah. But eventually I realized, you know what? Like I'm already in the credit space. I know how to like build people's credit out when they're at zero. How do I get them from negative to zero? So that was around like 2018 when I really started like diving into it. And then, man, I, I, I'm sure you know it, it's it's a it's the wild wild west over there with the information you yeah. got. There's a lot oh, bad and there's good. And when you don't know what you don't know, you don't know what's good or what's bad. <laughs> exactly, and especially you know me, I, I started off just like everybody else in Google. Hey, how do you do this? And then it's like you get so much information and 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 you learn right so okay you're doing um you're kind of like on the other side of credit repair right you're helping people who already had okay credit yeah. credit yeah. get mm -hmm. more credit that's what you were doing and you yeah, had that like exactly. side hustle yeah you would well you would how much would you charge people i would charge 97 dollars for a 30 minute consultation nice and then you would just tell them what in the consultation like for it, it all depends. So uh, I really broke it down to four categories. Mm -hmm. It was I could either optimize you for cash back, for travel hacking, or getting big lines of credit, mm -hmm. or just an A fifty. Which I would always tell them that that's that's only vanity, right? Yeah, A fifty is vanity. That's okay. all. That's what I would do, and then I would lose out a lot of clients because they just they didn't have good credit, or they had charge offs and collections, and I wouldn't know what to do with that. Yeah, I so never went. You went to good old Google, right? Like, so tell me exactly, old... walk me through how you actually learned to, you know, launch your credit repair business and do credit repair. Because okay. those are two different it's, things, right? Launching the business is one thing. Launching the business credit it's, is it's another. Crazy. So how did you learn both of those sides? I paid somebody $10,000 for a mentorship and it was all for like anything that had to do with like funding and credit repair, right? The person who I paid for, he didn't teach me how to do better repair, but I'm always thankful because he threw me in the right room with the right people, mm -hmm. right? So when people when people start this journey, it's very easy to go down the wrong path. Hold on, it it's just clicked for me. You said you paid somebody $10,000? Yes, and not for a one-on-one, -on -one. it was for a, a group a group uh, mentorship. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It, it's a lot, it's a, it's a lot. But I really wanted to learn because the way the way I look at things is, okay, it's ten thousand. But if I could get ten clients, I break even and I keep the information. Like at first, I would be like, "Wow, this is a waste of money." But then looking back at it, right, the dots never connect unless you look back at it. Yep. So he put me in the right room with I know you know this person with Irene, uh -huh. right? So he put me in the room with Irene. And Irene was the first person who I really saw ran a successful credit repair company doing, she always talks about doing things ethically, doing things by yes. the books. So that was the first person that I had a good feeling in my gut that I was like, nah, she knows what she's talking about. Yeah. Because when you first go on Google, when you first go on social media, everyone's talking about how, oh, don't pay your collections. Mm -hmm. uh, it, we just removed twenty thousand dollars worth of debt. Mm. All do the FTC reports, and yeah. it's just like it just it didn't feel right, like for me to to tell somebody like, oh, this is technically identity theft, and you could yeah. file identity. Theft. Like I was like, that doesn't it doesn't sound right, and it didn't feel right. Mm -hmm. so she was the first one that 
really showed me like, okay, like this is how you're gonna go at it and and do the the disputing, do this and the third. Yeah. Through her, I met Dustin the Credit Geek, right? So that's how I got into Dustin the Credit Geek Geek's group. He was the one who really showed me. So I really showed me that it was possible to do things ethically and do things yeah. the right way and have a, a business that actually generates money and that is possible. Dustin was more of the one who introduced me to like really making it into a business. Yeah. How to like set up the email automations and how to like I use Metro two at the time. You know what's everything, funny? Right? Three minutes yeah. before we hopped on, Justin and I were just Dustin and I were just talking about that. Crazy. Just talking about that. So he kind of helped you kind of frame then the business then. Then he just like every so I mean really showed me what's possible. Yeah. Dustin really showed me like the framework of, of yeah. how to operate it as a business. He was the first one like I saw that had like the website which wasn't like a generic dispute box like yeah. uh, form. And then you hopped on that call. It was you, Irene, Dustin, and Terrell mm -hmm. on a form. It was the, the panel that you did before. And then that led me to purchasing your course for the advanced disputing. Yeah. But what truly then, this is where you would come into play, Ruth. You really like with junkies, the 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 the, the junkie software yeah. that introduced me to go high level. Mm. And He's a beast, oh right? man, oh man. I'm telling you, I when I tell you I build my whole website on go high level, I I like to be some automations that were made specifically for my business. Like that really took my my business from from being a small business. Uh, operating like a small business to be a small business that operates like efficiently and operates like the big guys. So it's like when I, like before, I would be like a little ashamed, right? To be like, oh, well, yeah, my price is this and here's my onboarding thing. Yeah. And I wouldn't be confident. But now, here's my onboarding form. This is my price. And it's like, I stand by my price because I know the level of service that I can provide. And I gained that confidence because of the people I've listened to the past couple of years, like, so and the software that I use. Right people, like yeah. right people. That's important. Mm -hmm. Community is very important, especially when you're just getting started with something. And when you're surrounded mm -hmm. by a whole bunch of other people who are on the same journey as you, you got, it's, it motivates each other. And, you know, eventually mm -hmm. you, you'll get to the point where you, where you make it, right? So you're talking about pricing. Yeah. What is your pricing? What are you charging for? Credit? My price is I do six payments of 250 I don't charge anything up front and I build in arrears. So I do the work first, charge. Yeah. Work, charge. Currently, I'm not charging any consultation fees. Right, it's just doing it all at once. Uh, my company covers the smart credit, right? So we cover your credit monitoring, mm -hmm. and we do six months of disputes, and then we send it off to Australian lawyers to do litigation. Nice, man. That's you. You you're functioning like a well-oiled machine, right? That and and but it it, it comes from learning from you guys. So really, you're making fifteen hundred bucks. Yeah, is that math right? Fifteen hundred bucks on the client. Yeah. And I think I think I charge I think I charge higher than most people. You do, but I'm confident. I'm confident in charging that price because one, I know I'm doing things ethically. Like just the fact that I'm bonded and licensed in certain states, like there's value in that, right? There's value in knowing that I won't scam you because you can just like I'm from my understanding, you could just like contact the bonding company and then get your money back. Yeah. 
I've never had that happen, so I wouldn't know the, the correct process. But from my understanding, that's how it works. Yeah. So there, there's value in that, from what I see. No, 100%. And how, how long would you say it took you, once you surrounded yourself with the right people, getting the right information, to really structure your business to the point where you are today? If I was to like compress everything together, I think somebody can go from zero, like knowing the right people, someone can go from zero to running a, a full well oil machine. I would say in about like three to four months. Yeah. And, and that's just some of that time comes from actually getting the results from the first client. Yeah. yeah. It's like, that was my big thing at first. That's awesome, man. Uh, that's mm -hmm. proud of you. Congratulations on that. Thank you, man. I mean, there's this quote by Isaac Newton, right? And he says, if I'm able to see further than most, it's because I stand on the shoulder of giants. Yeah. And that's how I like to operate my business. Always a student. Always a student. Me too. To this day, um, I read the FCRA at least once a month. Did you know that? Fire. At least once a month. And it doesn't change. The same text, right? <laughs> at least once course, a month, yeah. I read it. It doesn't change. Yeah, same thing. At least once a month, I'm reading the laws because I'm a student in the beginning. I've been doing this for 11 years. I started mm -hmm. my company in 2012. 11 years wow. and to this day, I still read the laws at least once a month because I'm looking at it with today's perspective, with the world around me's perspective, with what the credit bureaus are doing now perspective, right? So it's always important to always stay a student of your game. I buy everybody's course, everybody's training because sometimes it's not about learning more. It's about being reminded of the things that you already know. Yeah, That's really important. For me, I get a lot more when I'm reminded of things that I already know than when I learn new information. Right, because it's all about when you apply the knowledge, that's where the power is. Right. It's not in having the knowledge, it's in applying the knowledge. So mm -hmm. yeah, for sure, always a student of the game. Tell me a little bit. So what, you know, what kind of clientele are you dealing with now? How many clients are you working on right now? So right now, the clients that I'm dealing with come from what you talk. I'm strictly focusing on people who are looking to get a mortgage. I'm strictly looking for people who are looking to get uh auto loan. And the reason I do it that way is so I don't do any outreach. Yeah. Everything like everything comes from from people who are sending me leads. And from my understanding, I could be completely wrong, but that's that's one of the ways to stay compliant with TSR, where it's like I don't do any outreach. Everything just comes to me from leads, whether it be through real estate agents, mortgage brokers, or auto salesmen. Yeah. So it's all coming to you. It's all referral client. Do you get referrals from your actual clients too? It's so crazy because most of my clients come from referrals. Yeah. They don't, in this industry, especially when so many people are doing so many things unethically, it's, it really comes a lot from word of mouth. It does. Mm -hmm. And that's the best, the best lead is always going to be a referred lead. And that's also your best client is a referred yeah. client, you know? Yeah. So give me your, what is your short-term goal for your, your business? Like you, you know where you're at now. What is your short, where are you now? How many clients are you servicing today? Right now, I'm servicing about 20 clients. About 20 clients. Active. What is your short time goal? Not long short term. Yeah, short, short term, term goal. I gotta. This is my next goal that I gotta hit. What is it? So short term goal, I want to be more consistent with getting clients. Mm -hmm. Right. So it will be like some months I'll close five clients, some months I'll close zero clients, and yeah. another month three. I just want to be more consistent with it, and also I wanna. I want to develop something more like in the customer service side. So for me, what I have in mind is 
clients who get to like the 750, mm -hmm. I want to send them an award similar to the, the one you have in the back where it's yeah. like a millionaire's club. I want to send them like a plaque or like something that they can hang on their wall. Yeah. So they're always reminded. Yeah. Right. So when the friends come over, that's they're like, oh, what's that for? Oh, that's for, that's this guy. I was at the five and now he took me to a 760. That's a that great idea. That's a great idea. I had a friend once. Um, he, I don't, I don't know if he's still in the industry. I kind of lost touch with him over the years. But he would give his clients a chain that said Seven Fifty Club on a chain. Oh, yeah. I, I know somebody who does that. I iced out chain too. Yeah, so it's it's pretty it's genius, man. That's great marketing because hey, it's there, and then they're, every time they see it, they're reminded by it, and they're thankful, and they're mm -hmm. great clients. That's that's awesome idea. Uh -huh. And and I feel like ultimately that's why I charge what I charge because it gives me that room to to be able to give like a better experience. Yeah, like I don't have you to get what you pay for. Well, you get what you pay for. Yeah. That's the clients that I want. I don't want the, the clients who, who don't understand the value of credit. But I want the clients who understand it and who want a really good service. Yeah. Those are my What clients. is your long-term goal where you'd be like, look, mama, I made it. What is what is that? Honestly, it's crazy. I, this long-term goal actually came from something you said. I never thought about this. But one day, I want to have, I want to sell my company to somebody. Yeah. I never thought about that. I never thought it was possible. I was like, holy shit, like this guy sold this company. Yeah. Okay, it's possible. Yeah. It's possible. It's that that's all that matters. Right. To me, as long as I see it's possible, yeah. that's all I need to know. So you want to build it and then sell it. Yeah. And then you gotta start another one again from scratch like I did. <laughs> I don't know. I just love this much, man. I couldn't scratch. stay away. I couldn't stay away. I just loved the industry too much. I had to start again. Uh-huh. I might. I don't know. I, I I guess wherever the world leads, wherever the world takes me. Yeah, I awesome. wouldn't know honestly. But one day, I mean, I don't know. Maybe maybe I'll pass it down to my children. Maybe I'll pass it down and keep it in the family. Yeah. Oh man, like an acquisition. I wouldn't be. I would be open to an acquisition. Yeah. Why not? Right. I mean, make a couple bucks and then just live off of that. Live off of that, man. But who knows? Who knows? Who knows, man? That's who the knows thing. You know, once you start really scaling and you get to, you know, 1,000, 2,000, 3,000 clients, you start, that's where you're really going to know if this is something that you really want to do long-term or if this is something that you really just want to, you know what, let me build a little bit more and then exit. Because what you might find is like, man, I love this, right? You might love everything about it. You might love the fact that you have this huge corporation, the fact that, you know, it's probably running itself and you're just collecting mailbox money and you might just love all that and not want to give it up. Or it might be like, uh, I think I'm ready for, for something for what's next and then get rid of it. You know, once you get there, I'd love to have you back on and then we'll, we'll have that conversation. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I don't want to speak about the future just cause I, I don't, no, I don't no, know. I don't know what my life is looking like in the next five, six years. Yeah. What do you wish you knew when you got started that, you know, now there's so many laws and they're always, they're always changing. The bureaus are always changing how they respond to tactics. They're all, it's always like a back and forth game of cat and mouse between what you're doing and what the viewers are doing. Yeah. And then like what what collection companies are getting sued and, and just yeah. this isn't that there's so many things that you have to stay on top of. Mm -hmm. And that's what I would do. But as far as like as a suggestion to somebody coming into like better repair, I always tell people I think in, in this industry, we're lucky, right? Because the best way to differentiate yourself from anybody else doing credit repair is just to do things right by the customer 
and operate ethically. Because there's, if you look at everybody who does credit repair, I would say like the majority aren't doing it the right way. So it's easy to stand out when you, when you start talking about things like bonding, like, and getting licensed in different states and operating ethically by, by CROA standards, like that's really what separates you from everybody else. So do it right. Do it ethically. Do it by the book. Great and, I, and you want your foundation to be that because yeah. it's it's hard for a company to transition later down the line mm-hmm. if the foundation isn't there. So yeah. if my foundation isn't built on these values that I stand for, then it's going to be harder in the future to to transition the company to a company that, that runs ethically. So it's better to just do it right at the beginning. And two, man, you got to get those systems, man. Yo. Those systems were really, really took it to the next level. You organize, you really feel like a business. Mm-hmm. You have the right systems, right? Yep. Awesome. That's really when you feel like you're, you're going to take it to the next level, man. Awesome. Awesome, man. Tell me, do you have any questions for me? You want to put me on the spot? Anything you want to ask me? Yes. I mean, this is something I didn't know you were going to let me do this, but how do you survive in this industry long term? Because I see a lot of people come and go. How do you really survive long term? I've said this for a very long time, um, credit repair business owners or credit repair businesses have the lifespan of a fruit fly. Like they're in the industry and then the next day they're out. And the biggest reason why I believe that happens is um, they get in for the wrong reasons. They get in under the wrong impression or they just worry about everybody else and not themselves. Right. So they get in for the wrong reasons. Meaning if you're getting into the industry just because you want to make money, you're not going to survive because that's not enough. You really got to believe in the service and you got to be passionate about the service that you're offering. And you need to be, you need your priority needs to be changing your client's life. When you prioritize that, trust me, the money will come. It's going to follow. They come in the industry under the wrong impressions. All you need is a cell phone and a laptop and you can make a million dollars in credit repair. Mm-hmm. So they get sold a dream. And then when the dream doesn't happen within 90 days, they're like, ah, oh, this sucks. I got lied to. I got scammed. I'm out of here. Right? Because the credit repair industry is so low barrier to entry. Right? I mean, you can start a credit repair company for less than 500 bucks. Tell me how many businesses you can legitimately start for less than 500 bucks. You can't. Not much. You Not can't. Much. Right? So it's such a low barrier to entry that you don't need to make it any easier than it already is to get in, mm-hmm. right? And selling people this this wild dream that, you know, this is all you need to make a million dollars that quick and what you're coming in under the wrong impression. So then mm-hmm. when reality hits, it hits you like a rock in the face, you know, like, oh, this, this is wild. This is not what I thought it, it was hard. Right. And then finally, they don't have the proper training, right? Like you get lost, you get stuck, and then you can't get unstuck. So you give up. Right. And you're worried about everyone else around you. It's like, oh, this person is doing, you know, 50 new clients a month. I can even get two clients. And you start worrying about everything else that's happening around you. And it's like, man, if you only put your blinders on and focus on mm-hmm. yourself and making yourself better and your business better and scaling your business without worrying about what everybody else is doing, then you're going to succeed because you're laser focused on you. No one is going to pay your bills other than you. The companies that you're worried about, oh, this guy is doing it this way, that person is doing it that way, this person. No, how are, what's your way of doing it? And stick to it. Because at the end of the day, it's consistency. I don't care what you do. If you're consistent with it, it's going to work. You just got to be consistent and you got to have the patience to give it the time to work. Mm-hmm. So longevity in this business is really 
about putting your blinders on, worry about yourself. You know what you're doing. You learn it the right way. Stick to it, right? Because everyone around you, they're going to come up, they're going to fall. They're going to come up, they're going to fall, right? So you're going to go up with them, you're going to fall with them. You're going to go up with them, you're going to worry about yourself, right? Put your mm-hmm. blinders on, be a student of the game, and worry about yourself, and you'll, you'll have longevity in this business. There's always going to be somebody who needs help with their credit. Always. Credit repair industry is like toilet paper. It's never going out of business. It's always going to be around. Always, always, always. So just put your blinders on, focus on yourself, and you'll you'll make it. You have longevity. Thank you, man. Thank you for that. This is coming from 11 years in the industry. Yeah. That's why I I listen, man. It's all about listening to the right people, man. Because there's so much noise out there. And everybody wants to say, like, their point of view on the industry, well, all that really matters is the people who've been here long-term who have a track record of short success. Yeah, I agree. That's all that matters, too. Always be willing to learn. Always be a student of, of, of your game. Perfect your craft. You're never going to be the best. You can always get better. If you go into oh. with that mindset, then you're you you got never the right be the best. Way. You can always be better. Yep. Wow. Thank you for joining me. I really appreciate you taking the time to to be a guest on the Credit Junkies podcast. Uh, thank That's you for the value able to to add to our to our viewers and our listeners. And uh, once you reach that 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 goal, I'm gonna have you back on here. We can talk about that. Let's do it, Bruce. Sounds good. All right. Have thank a great you, day, man. Thank you, you for too. everything. All right. All right. Bye.